G'day and welcome to Pello Talk. I'm Dave Pello. Uh, with friends like Matthew Guy, who needs enemies? The Liberal Party of Victoria is led by the most incompetent, cowardly, craven, uh, weak and spineless jellyfish of a leader that has ever graced the Liberal Party. Uh, Malcolm Turnbull hasn't been worse. Uh, in recent weeks, uh, a blatant, transparently politically timed hit job on a Christian candidate in the Victorian Liberal Party has hit the press with paid paid people complaining about this candidate. And, and they, uh, Matthew Guy has taken it, swallowed the bait, hook, line and sinker, and shot his own soldier in the head, executed on the front line. Why? Because the enemy was targeting her. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Renee Heath. Renee Heath is a conservative Christian. Two things, Matthew Guy is not, not by any stretch of imagination. And no conservative or Christian should be voting for Matthew Guy in his electorate or anybody who supports or endorses his views in the state of Victoria. Victorians are voting on a very important election, and which election isn't, but every election seems to be more important than every one before them. And, and this is certainly no, case, no exception at all. What is the crime of Renee Heath? What has been her crime so heinous, so immoral, uh, so unethical and unconscionable that Matthew Guy has promised she will never sit in the Liberal Party room if elected, and she is highly likely to be elected. So Matthew Guy has already robbed himself of one of the numbers needed to win government in Victoria. He doesn't care about winning at all. One of our guests today coming up will be another conservative Christian that Matthew Guy didn't just expel from the party room, but from the Liberal Party entirely. This man is craven and he is anti-Christian and anti-conservative. If you're just culturally Christian and would never darken the door of a church, this Liberal Party has become such a compromised joke that the Labor Party deserves to win. My only hope is that, uh, that Victorians are blessed to have both Matthew Guy and dictator Daniel Andrews lose their own seats on Saturday. That would be the best possible outcome. A clean slate. It doesn't really matter which party wins government. I mean, there are differences, and sure, the Liberal Party is always better than the Labor Party. Uh, maybe. Maybe that used to be truer than it is today. Uh, but um, today I'm joined by a number of candidates uh, for independent, non-major party candidates. <coughs> um, uh, parties who, who will uh, espouse the values that people just want represented in their parliaments, uh, in their government. They want representation. They want their voice heard. But if you're anywhere right of Stalin these days, it appears that's scandalous, that's controversial. Renee Heath's crime, why she's been disavowed by the cowardly Matthew Guy, is the same as Andrew Thorburn, which should have taught Matthew Guy a lesson because Andrew Thorburn never said or did anything wrong. He was simply guilty by association. He, in fact, in his previous job, was CEO of the National Australia Bank, a champion 
of celebrating homosexual behaviour and homosexual ideology and the LGBTIQAX plus Z uh, agenda throughout uh, with pride rounds and rainbow this and rainbow that. Andrew Thorburn was in the captain's chair while the National Australia Bank spent millions of dollars on promoting uh, homosexual agendas. And he was fired from the Essendon or forced to quit from the Essendon CEO job. Why? Because he went to a Christian church, a Christian church that believes very uncontroversial things like killing babies is murder, is wrong. God said don't. Controversial? Too controversial for Matthew Guy. They believe things like God created a unique and exclusive design for human sexuality, including gender and marriage. And Jesus confirmed it when asked a question about uh, marriage. Jesus pointed back to the book of Genesis and said, haven't you read in the beginning, God made it this way and said, let it ever be so. Jesus confirmed this. What Christian second guesses Jesus? I'll tell you what Christian, Christian in quotation marks, Matthew Guy, Daniel Andrews, birds of a feather who belong in the same church of Satan. I'm sorry, without apology, really, uh, that I'm speaking so strongly because this language is accurate to the T. It's not hyperbole. It's not even color. These people are atrocious. Well, we're going to be talking about this issue and a whole lot more about the Victorian election today. My guests, uh, who I'll introduce <coughs> you to in just a moment, are Bill Muhlenberg, Bernie Finn and Vicky Jansen. Uh, great Victorian citizens, champions of conservatism and family values and freedom. Uh, all that and more coming right up. This is Pello Talk, and I'm Dave Pello. May all that you stand for and that we stand for be preserved under the providence of God for the happiness of mankind. The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machines. But it is the values of individual liberty, equality before the law and the supremacy of people over the state to which we can always with confidence return as a powerful and uniting force. Australia is not a secular country. It is a free country. Well, uh, welcome to Bill Muhlenberg and Bernie Finn. How are you guys, uh, gentlemen, today? Doing well, thanks. Excellent, excellent. I'm going to uh, read a little bit about about this. And on the phone uh, joining us, we also have Vicky Jansen. Uh, Vicky, uh, let me introduce you all. Uh, Vicky Jansen is uh, the lead Senate candidate, the lead upper house candidate for the Family First Party in the metropolitan South region. Um, Vicky, let me know if I got any of those details right, but uh, welcome <laughs> to Palo Talk. Yeah, hi, hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. Southern Metro Upper House, that's right. Southern Metro Upper House. If you're in those regions, uh, can I endorse Vicky Jansen and the Family First Party to you? Um, not just because I said it, but I, I want you to take the effort to go and have a look at her policies, um, her platform, her website, and uh, consider if uh, she's somebody that is worth your vote. I, I think if I was in metropolitan South region, uh, I might consider giving her my first vote, uh, certainly uh, above the uh, major parties. And Bernie, um, welcome to Pello Talk uh, yourself. You're also standing for the... Great to be with you again. 
for the Democratic Labor Party. Um, which region are you a candidate in? Please tell me, not metropolitan West south. Metropolitan region, Western metropolitan region, and uh, looking forward to uh, uh, hopefully another four years of representing the good people of Melbourne's West. Amen. I um, add my agreement to that. Metropolitan South. I'm glad we don't have con competing candidates to endorse on the show this morning. Um, but uh, I would <laughs> I would dearly love to see both of you elected um, to the Victorian Parliament. And, of course, uh, well-travelled, prolific writing commentator Bill Muhlenberg, uh, a voice of reason and uh, the kingdom of God in Victoria. Welcome to Pello Talk. Thanks again, David. Uh, Bill, I'm going to be picking your brain a, a lot this morning, asking about uh, just the, the heinous crimes that the lying harlot media likes to label uh, pejoratively with terms like dominionism um, and uh, Christian nationalism, uh, which I really can't uh, make out the conspiracy in. Um, but let me read uh, some of this article, um, and uh, with a bit of luck, Chris is going to be able to bring it up to share, but... I'll read it for the viewers at home, and I'll, I'll try and skim read it because I don't want to do the the, the whole thing. But um, it, it says, and this is in The Age, it was a hit piece by The Age and 60 Minutes combined. And uh, I have to um, actually just make sure my phone's on mute. Uh, it is. Good, good, good. But uh, I was um, sent this, this picture and, and can confirm that the people who are the sources for this hit piece are, in fact... Um, paid. Uh, so the ABC uh, has has reported um, that they wanted to talk to um, uh, Ms Heath McIver, uh, somebody who's related to the Liberal Party candidate, uh, and that she is not available for an interview with the ABC. Why is this whistleblower, this person who is the font of all accusations against a Liberal Party candidate, why is she not available for comment with the ABC? The ABC says, due to contractual obligations with another media outlet. Who has she been speaking to? 60 Minutes and The Age newspaper. Uh, they are paid people um, related uh, to the candidate and uh, also from the former church of the candidate. Um, something else that's very interesting is that uh, the brother of the candidate uh, is um, sexually confused. He identifies as homosexual. Has anybody watching this show ever known somebody in a church to leave that church having been hurt and offended, gotten bitter and twisted and had an axe to grind and made up all kinds of stories or at least exaggerated them. Has that ever happened in human history? Uh, I think pretty much in every church since the New Testament, there has been these kind of noses getting out of joint uh, and the timing of such a slanderous, uh, libelous, defamatory and imaginary hit piece uh, to come out right before an election, one week before an election, with paid complainants um, puts, uh, puts extra strain on the credulity of what the lying harlot media is accusing them of. Uh, and that's my introduction to sharing this with you. If you can't tell, I'm kind of worked up about this. Because, because this is you and me. This is just ordinary Christians who are becoming uh, food for the circus lions come every election. Andrew Thorburn, Israel Folau, uh, and, and now Ms Heath, 
who is a stellar Liberal Party candidate, who on Sky News last night, given the opportunity to defend herself, said her problem is with Labor. She very graciously, very genteelly, and I might say wisely, uh, said, you know what, uh, my beef isn't with Matthew Guy. She knows that she's going to be elected and she wants to have a working relationship on behalf of Liberal Party members, uh, and, and that's to be applauded. Um, Victorian opposition leader Matthew Guy, I'm reading, quoting now from The Age, finally, I've said I'm going to for a while. Uh, Matthew Guy says Liberal candidate Renee Heath, a lifelong member of an ultra-conservative church, uh, insert the word traditional, opposed to gay, transgender and reproductive rights, insert sexual confusion, gender confusion and murder, will not sit in the Liberal Party room if she is elected on November 26. An investigation by The Age, Sydney Morning Herald and 60 Minutes published on a Saturday unearthed fresh evidence of disturbing conduct within City Builders, the church name, and closely affiliated <coughs> churches in Victoria, which are part of a global network of Pentecostal churches. Ooh, there's that dangerous word, Pentecostal. This includes the alleged use of deliverance prayers. They use deliverance in square in scare quotes, deliverance prayers on parishioners to rid them of demonic gay sexual orientation, as well as violent exorcism on a 12-year-old boy because he was wearing a T-shirt with a skull on it. Look, I, I'm not going to, I might refer to some other pieces. I'm not going to read the whole article now, um, but it is, it is just full-on uh, defamation, slander, and at the very least, exaggeration. I have done some behind-the-scenes research uh, into this church, the people associated with it, uh, and I am very proud to uh, be associated with them. Um, I have complete confidence in saying they are just traditional, orthodox, Bible-believing Christians and none of these scandalous, exaggerated, extreme claims in there are true. Yes, they oppose um, any kind of deviation from God's design as Jesus did in the Bible. What they do believe in is not that there's some kind of uh, concentrated opposition to this that's necessary, but rather a positive, proactive measure uh, about restoring people to God's best, and that includes society. And it, that is the, the sole agenda of their political engagement, that they want to be representative, represented in Victorian Parliament and in politics generally for the good of the nation, to be restorative. Um, I want to now throw to uh, Bernie. Bernie, you have felt the wrath of Matthew Guy for being an Orthodox Christian who uh, has the, uh, the the audacious arrogance to agree humbly with God. Mm. What's your take on this hit piece? And is this any more than I'm saying, a storm in a teacup, a, a fluff over nothing and pure Christian phobia? <laughs> Well, Dave, you might remember I was expelled from the Liberal Party room for daring to say that I prayed uh, for an abortion. Uh, now, I'm not sure whether I was thrown out for wanting an end to abortion or praying. Uh, with the Victorian Liberal Party at the moment, it would be very hard to know. Yes. Uh, but look, it is clearly this is a set-up job. Um, you know, the, the, the age and, the age and, and 60 minutes um, have, have built up quite a reputation for this sort of thing. Uh, and the... <laughs> And I just can't believe that Matthew Guy has fallen for it. Um, it's it's the old story. If you if you believe in nothing, you'll fall for anything. 
And unfortunately, um, Matthew Guy is in that category. Uh, Matthew doesn't know what he believes in. Sorry, Matt doesn't know what he believes in. Um, and we don't know what he believes in. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things where um, we look at a bloke who wants to be the premier of this state and he is an empty suit. He's a man in an empty suit. Uh, mm. and we just don't know what he believes in. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't, I mean, the, the tragedy of this is um, that the, the, the current premier of this state um, is, is a dreadful individual. You know, he has been the worst premier uh, in this state's history. In fact, I would go as far as saying he's the worst political leader uh, in this nation's history. Uh, and he has to go. But there's nothing to replace him with. And that that is the tragedy. I mean, the Liberal Party should be um, about 10 miles in front of this bloke at the minute. Uh, and the fact that uh, that, that it's not right. um, is, is a fair indication of what people think of Matthew Guy. And, you know, I find myself in this situation at the moment. And, you know, a few months ago, I was thinking of retiring. Uh, it's amazing how God works. Uh, and, and here am I uh, now leading the DLP, the, uh, you know, uh, one of the only parties that is actually showing any leadership um, on, on any important issue uh, in this state. And uh, I, I find um, that, that the role that, that we are playing now is so vitally important because without the DLP and without Family First, of course, um, there, would be, um, there would be nobody to vote for. You know, there would be nobody to vote for uh, yeah. uh, because, you know, you could barely vote Liberal. You certainly can't vote Labor. Um, so, you know, you've got, you've got the DLP, um, you've, you've got Family First, and there's a few other little ones around the place. But, uh, you know, I, I find myself in, the, the, in that situation and, and I'm, I'm acutely aware uh, of the important role that we have uh, in this election and I believe we will have in the, in the future um, of the state from this point on. Yes, no, I agree mm -hmm. entirely. Uh, the Liberal Party is a party that you can barely vote for. Um, mm. And I won't ask you, Bernie, I'll actually ask Bill now, but uh, I won't ask you, Bernie, what uh, Liberal Party candidates you think are worth voting for because um, if the media got a hold of your endorsement, it may be the kiss of death for them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but um, And certainly might be the end of, of their presence in the Liberal Party if Matthew Guy got wind of it. Um, but Bill Muhlenberg, uh, I think you would agree uh, it's more important to consider candidates person by person rather than uh, labelling them guilt by association with Matthew Guy. Uh, so you've been involved in the uh, Christian Values Checklist. Um, which are the particular candidates uh, in Victoria that you think um, are safe uh, to vote for, for people who are not horrified by this attack on Orthodox Christianity? I'm sorry, who are horrified by this attack on <clears throat> Orthodox Christianity, people who might actually defend family and freedom uh, the way uh, Renee Heath does so uncontroversially? Yeah, well, we do have two, of course, right here, right now, right? Bernie Finn is a no-brainer, as is Vicki Jansen. Both would be the kinds of people we would want to see in Parliament for a very long time. Bernie's been around for a while. Vicky's put up her hands a few times, and we'd love to see her get in. There's yeah. a few others, uh, but sadly, not many. Uh, I mean, the Who whole in the Liberal Party do you think is a, a genuine yeah. conservative? <clears throat> well, there's not many. I mean, I was just going to say we got the interesting scenario with uh, Maura Deeming out in the West, uh, who, uh, of course, Bernie knows quite well. She's, I mean, the funny thing is, Bernie was booted, right? 
because he's pro-life conservative Christian, and now they have Mora, uh, a pro-life conservative Christian running. And, uh, you know, she would be fantastic as well, and we hope she does well. She's she was a local counselor, but uh, she would be, there's not many you can think of. She would certainly be one of the few. Most of the good guys have been booted out already. Yeah. I, I think one of the people I would vote for um, is uh, Brad Rosewell. He, mm -hmm. he seems yep. to be quiet, yep. but, uh, but courageous. He, he doesn't um, at all uh, pander to the, the woke left of, of his party. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have a lot of time for the politics of Brad Rosewell, and he's running a very strong locally focused campaign, which I, I think is very wise of him, hanging on by a thread. So um, people in, um, in, in his seat, please have a, have a crack at that. But look, if you're in the seat of Mulgrave or, or if you have the opportunity to vote for Daniel Andrews, uh, I would suggest putting both party leaders at the bottom of your ticket because the best thing for the state of Victoria would be both of those gentlemen in the Centrelink queue on Monday. Uh, Vicky Jansen, let's bring you into the conversation. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the Family First Party, um, what you in particular are campaigning for, and uh, your thoughts. Let's start with your thoughts on this hit job, hit job in the media uh, against conservative Christianity, uh, as if it's some kind of fanatical cult out to uh, strip everybody of their free will. And... Uh, and, and what you think of Matthew Guy's uh, response to these baseless allegations in the media? Right. Well, that's quite a loaded uh, question to start with. Thanks, Dave. Um, well, it's teed up for you. Hit it down the range. <laughs> <laughs> family first is all about offering the vote for values. And that is really clearly what we're seeing is missing in this election. Um, you know, and this has been what, I guess I've been all about for years and years. I mean, we've I've had a lot to do with migrants who have fled totalitarian regimes and, um, you know, from war-torn countries coming to uh, Australia, to Victoria, you know, the poor things, to actually find mm. those freedoms that they, they didn't have in their own nations. And here they sit now, find themselves, you know, having escaped blasphemy and apostasy laws in other countries or totalitarian regimes in the East Bloc countries, they come here and they find themselves uh, facing those very same things. So we have now cancel culture, which is acting like a blasphemy law and apostasy. You know, we have to put people out uh, because they don't fit into our, you know, narrow view um, of things. So this is actually what's really sad is to see this in our, you know, in a liberal party that is supposed to have liberal views and be the broad church to actually... Um, you know, embrace this rising uh, culture of, you know, cancel culture. So I just feel that we're missing it completely when we actually focus on climate change, when the culture change is actually uh, at the very soul of our nation. Who are we? What are we standing for? What are our values? So the whole values thing. And so this is actually an example of a conflict here where we have one, uh, you know, we have people yelling this is not good and this is good and this is evil and we, we don't agree on what is good. So I think that this is something, this is a conversation we have to have, we have to raise the bar a little bit, um, perhaps to stop name-calling each other 
and actually decide as a society, as political parties, as representatives of communities, what is good? What do we want to pass on to the next generation? Yes. So, you know, I just find the whole thing ridiculous. Um, it is a hit job on, on Renee. Um, you would think that they were some dark, you know, Satanist, satanic coven or something that was harming children and, you know, doing all these dreadful things when they're a basic, uh, you know, Christian family with what we would call fairly mainstream values. So it is a complete hit job. It's, um, it's yeah, well, well said. It's a complete hit job. Now, you're, um, you're actually familiar with uh, the, the family of, of um, Renee Heath, uh, Vicky, yes. and and you're—I think you were telling me in discussions we had before the um, before we went live—that uh, what has been represented in the media it couldn't be further from the truth, and it's completely inaccurate and unreliable. Well, yes, you see, now I haven't um, I haven't spoke. I watched the sixty-minute show, and. Uh, I sat there in disbelief because I've known Brian and Lynn Heath for many years now, and that was not the Brian and Lynn Heath I know. This was uh, portraying someone, some people as very really coercive and harmful people. I only know this couple and this family, and, their, and, and I've visited their church, I think, a couple of times over the years, but I've only known them to be, um, you know, quite humble, um, part of a team, not not controlling and coercive. And, uh, you know, we've been to that church. There's no one, you know, hounding around you trying to shove crosses in your face and do the crazy things that they they portray. Yeah. You know, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with praying for people for deliverance from things they feel are oppressing them. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Of course not. But the way it was presented on the 60 Minute, you would think it, it was very um, crazy. It looked crazy, oppressive, you know, surrounding yeah. people. So it was really presented in a very dark way. Now, I've been to that church. I didn't experience anything like that. It was a normal church service. Uh, people were friendly, welcoming, and there was no coercion. So it's completely foreign to everything I know about uh, my experience in the church as well as my friendship over the years with Brian and Lynn. Yep. Well, well said. Um, Brian Heath has uh, released a statement talking uh, about um, his daughter and her husband, uh, who are the people complaining uh, about Renee Heath and, and making these horrible uh, allegations. Uh, and he has uh, said in a statement, uh, quote, my love for my daughter, Claire, is unconditional. As a family, we deeply love and miss Claire, Patrick and their children, and we are grieved over the loss of our relationship. I cannot agree with their account of the past, but my hope is for a day where we can put our differences aside and come together as a family once again. Our home is open to them as it always has been, end quote. And yeah. the uh, City Builders Advisory Committee uh, has also released a statement um, responding to these allegations, these extraordinary allegations, uh, and they have said, quote, City Builders Church is deeply disappointed by the segment on 60 Minutes and Nine Entertainment and coverage in the age. The allegations of wrongdoing are completely false. We unequivocally reject allegations of exorcisms on children and gay and vulnerable people. No such practice was ever engaged in at any time by City Builders Church or any affiliated church. 
The church and its pastors have always acted appropriately, lawfully, and in a way that is true to their faith. 60 Minutes and 9 Entertainment has capitalized on a painful family split for political purposes and commercial yeah. gain. Their attempt to yeah. discredit a young female political candidate by smearing our church is evidence of increasing discrimination against Christians engaging in public life. City Builders Church has a 30-year record of community service and pastoral care that has had a positive impact on countless lives and families. We have witnessed the abused, addicted and neglected heal and rebuild their lives through the love of Jesus Christ and the genuine relationships we share. It has therefore been devastating for our church community to read commentary that so severely mis misrepresents the heart and actions of our church, just like Andrew Thorburn. That was my insertion there, not a quote. Uh, we have lodged action with the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission on the grounds of religious discrimination and persecution and the Australian Press Council. Uh, good on them. Again, my insertion. Absolutely. Uh, and that's an end quote from City Builders Advisory Committee. Uh, uh, Bill Muhlenberg, um, this is essentially yet again uh, something that has been done over and over uh, since Daniel Andrews introduced the, uh, the legislation banning uh, Christian ministry and prayer for people who seek it in a Christian context. Um, what, you know, what are we, when are we going to see an end to this? And, and what do you make of, of the hopes for Christians trying to live out an authentic Christian ministry and conviction uh, in the current Victorian political climate? Yeah, well, there is no hope for Christians under Dan Andrews. Um, he's spent the last uh, almost decade now warring against the church, warring against Christianity, uh, certainly biblical Christians, right? If you're a, a lefty or a you know, half-hearted believer, you know, that's fine. It's the real deal Christians who actually take their faith seriously, who take yep. scripture seriously. Those are the ones he has gone out of his way to target. And as you say, yeah, right now we have laws such uh, as well, a 10-year jail sentence for simply wanting to pray for somebody or give counsel to somebody. Uh, if somebody is asking you, I've got these unwanted sexual attractions, I, I, I'm not real comfortable, can you give me a bit of help? Yep. Uh, well, you cannot do that here in Victoria. So it's getting to be a real Christians can barely open their mouth. And that's exactly what Dan Andrews wants. And he's been doing this from day one. Yeah. Uh, Bernie yeah. Finn, uh, has Matthew Guy jumped the gun? Has he overestimated his position and underestimated the support for conservative Christians and in particular Renee Heath in the Liberal Party? I think he's made a very, very big mistake. And I don't think he has the power to do what he has has done, actually. Uh, I, I mean, he, he has to put it to a vote of the party room to expel somebody, as he did with me, uh, and uh, to, to just um, unilaterally declare that somebody is persona non grata uh, in the Liberal Party uh, is beyond his power. And uh, can I say that um, if, uh, as we anticipate, um, uh, he is not leader next week, uh, he won't be able to do anything. 
uh, and that's that's the simple fact of the matter. I mean, he has way overstepped the mark, uh, and uh, he, he's um, quite fond of doing this, as, as we have seen, as I've found out. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful now. I have to say I'm very grateful to him for doing what he did because uh, I can now sleep at night. Uh, which is not something that I'd always do um, when I was still in the Liberal Party because they were uh, obviously pushing um, ideals that uh, that went uh, totally contrary to to my uh, to my worldview, uh, and uh, I'm I'm uh, a lot more comfortable now. I can assure you, and I look forward to to representing those views once again uh, uh, for the DLP um, after uh, after Saturday. But I think. Um, you know what? What Bill said before about um, about um, uh, Daniel Andrews is absolutely spot on. Uh, you know, Andrews says he's a Catholic. Well, you know, how can you be a Catholic if you support killing babies? Um, how can you be a Catholic um, if you regard anybody who disagrees with you on on the, uh, uh, gender fluidity a bigot? Um, how, you know, th this bloke is a shocker. This bloke is he said he, he, he says one things and he does the other. Yeah. Um, he, he is not. He is not uh, what you would regard as a, as a, as a Christian. Uh, okay. And uh, you know, we, we we have had we have had instances in the last few days where he has called people who he disagrees with Nazis. Now there's no there's no um, uh, proof of that. Uh, he doesn't even name them. He just says people he disagrees with the the, the opposition are supporting Nazis. That's what this bloke is like. Um, and, you know, uh, his, his... We all know he's talking about conservative Christians. Well, he is, yeah. He's, he, yeah, he's, that's, that's what he's talking about. And, and uh, he is just... I've got to say, my my personal view is that this bloke is evil. That's my view yep. for a while. Have we still got you, Vicky? It sounded like you just disconnected. Now, we might have to try calling Vicky back. Bill, tell me about um, dominionism. This is a label being thrown around as if it's as if it's the worst uh, possible cultish Pentecostal conspiracy to overthrow governments and subvert constitutions and natural law and democracy uh, since the invention invention of uh, Islamic State. Uh, what actually does the media mean when it's constantly referring to dominionism? Yeah, well, it's another pejorative term, of course. They love to latch on to these. Earlier, it was uh, fundamentalism, which, as you say, they now tie in with Islam uh, conveniently. So, look, it's all about, uh, well, it depends who wants to define the term, but we would simply say, look, the Lordship of Christ uh, should have something to say about all aspects of life not just what you do on your Sunday morning. It's not just what you do at church, but, you know, how it affects your workplace, how it affects your uh, life and culture, just as the other side is quite happy to let their worldview have an impact on every area, political, cultural, you name it, legal, uh, media, the whole bit. Uh, well, as we've just heard about Christian candidates, those who want to have a voice, those who want to share their points of view in a democracy, which is what we're supposed to be able to do, that's really all we're asking for. It's not anything about uh, taking over, uh, you know, enslaving all non-Christians and the like. That's the, you know, the image they like to present. We're simply saying, hey, in a democracy, we have as much right as anybody else to share our beliefs and values. And if we get elected in parliament, 
well, we'd like to, uh, you know, have that reflected just like the, you know, the secular Greens will have uh, their values fully reflected in Parliament. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, um, have we got you back? Yes, you have. You have. Sorry yeah. about that. My phone out there. Uh, that's okay. Thank you for uh, allowing us to interrupt your uh, hard work on the campaign trail this morning. Um, so Bill Muhlenberg was just explaining uh, uh, that, um, I don't know how much of that you caught, but, but that uh, dominionism is a pejorative label used uh, by the media to describe Christian political activism. Um, now, you're involved in, in minor parties, uh, Family First Party, uh, but speaking about those Christians who are members of the Liberal Party and, and their uh, authentic conservatives and authentic um, Bible-believing Christians, for those people to proactively recruit people from their own congregation and those of similar faith and values to, to try and join the Liberal Party or any other party, National or Labor or Greens, with a view to uh, building their influence and constituency uh, to increase and maximise their potential representation. Um, do you see any negatives or adverse um, opinions to that? And if somebody felt like that was something that they wanted to do, would you encourage or, or how would you feel about uh, a whole bunch of Christians getting organised to be represented in the Liberal Party? Sure. Um, thanks, Dave. Well, you know, there's an old say, birds of a flock together. And I think one of the reasons that Christians have actually organised to be in public life is because they have felt underrepresented. Um, and I just think that's a fact. Um, and whether, I mean, this isn't just about uh, about Christianity. I, I, uh, I, I don't really like that, um, that slant so much because it is actually, you know, these values that we have, like, for example, let's look at that, that conversion therapy bill or so-called conversion therapy bill, the changes to special practices, prohibition bill, bit of a mouthful. Yep. Um, it actually is saying that, you know, by law, your primary um, identity is to be found in sexuality. You haven't got a choice to, um, you know, have your primary identity something else like a faith or a belief other than, you know, why should, and especially even for children, so now we have we have the state dictating beliefs, and uh, and so this is what's caused these sorts of laws are what causes people of faith to go. Well, hang on, that's a really conflicting belief. It's not a science; it's a belief. Yep. And uh, big problem. I mean, um, you know, uh, John Anderson, the former former deputy prime minister, he actually said when that bill was you know to be uh, on the table. That it, you know, it was the biggest threat to democratic freedoms in Australia's entire legislative history. Wow. Now, be ringing a whole lot of alarm bells. The Liberal Party should be jumping up. You know, they're the ones defending, you know, liberal thought, and and they don't. So, you know, I would actually argue that Christians care about their neighbour. That they would be caring enough to stand up to make sure their neighbours' views are heard too. They might not be completely aligned on everything. But this is where we have to really be seen not to be too self-interested. We should be caring about freedom of conscience, belief, speech and association for everyone. Yes. But some, it's, the opposite is being portrayed, that somehow the Christian faith is so narrow, it doesn't. It wants to impose everything on everyone else. So when you talk about, I don't see this 
uh, this idea of getting together to be representatives, I think it's because we're, we have the, the sort of mainstream views about family and life that are not represented, that people are gathering together, and really a recruitment drive for a party is quite lawful, it's quite normal, and of course birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. So, you know, I don't see what, you know, it's made, making it out to be evil and sinister, but at the same time, the political left have been doing this for years, planting people in political parties, building factions. <laughs> Quite normal. Very true. Life. Yeah, yeah. One man's uh, dominionism is another man's long march through the institutions. You're not allowed to push back against that march. No, no. It's one rule for me and another for thee, uh, or the other way around. One rule for thee and another for me. But um, look, it's whenever somebody, especially on Facebook, you get these words impose. Uh, frequently, you get this word. You're you're trying to impose your religion and your beliefs on me. Uh, and I, I just very quickly ask people back. You mean democratically advocate for and lobby, just like you? <laughs> like, in what way do you think I'm imposing anything? We're going to send police around and make you get down on your knees and pray? Well, yeah. no. What we're actually talking about is laws for maximising the flourishing of fellow humans. And uh, the difference is we don't just care about ourselves in a hip pocket, but we actually care about our neighbours and, and uh, vote yeah. out of love for them. Bill, yeah. um, you've helped put together the Australian Christian Values Checklist uh, and we have said, and I want to say again, uh, vote for people, not parties. There are going to be exceptions, a handful of exceptions in the Liberal Party uh, that deserve your support and, and you must uh, scrutinise those candidates in your electorate and not just refer to a generic party voting guide uh, but how has um, the Australian Christian values list uh, ranked the various parties and and who came to the top and why and who sunk to the bottom as least desirable and and why Bill Muhlenberg yeah well we've been doing these for quite a while state federal uh, for Victoria, we, well, we tried to get it all on one, there you go, one sheet of paper. So we only could pick eight. So we did the main, you know, you have to go with the main parties. But we had about four or five of the smaller, mostly freedom parties. And you can see for yourself, our two guests, uh, Bernie Finn, Vicky Jansen, their parties came out on top. Uh, you can see all the green uh, there, uh, they're pretty much uh, identical on so many of these issues that Christians would care about. Um, whether it's uh, the way our children are being uh, really treated in our schools as objects of uh, social experimentation, the life issues, right? Uh, religious freedom, freedom of conscience, all these things that, well, the main parties tend not to even talk about, as you can see on the right, uh, certainly Labour and the Greens. So uh, for the Christian, who, as Vicky said, tends to feel underrepresented, and for others like Christians who share these values, uh, it's good to see some of these smaller parties really coming to the fore. And here we just really do have the parties. We don't look at all the individuals. We'd have much too big of a, mind you, other groups do. I believe uh, Family Voice, for example, will try to run with every candidate, not just the parties. But this gives you at least in a glance, right, a three-second look at this, and you get a pretty good idea 
who might be some of the better parties and who probably are parties you don't want to vote for. Very good. Thank you. Um, I think we've lost Bernie uh, somehow. We'll see if he's uh, coming back. Um, but, uh, yeah, certainly Bernie and Vicky are great individuals to vote for. And uh, if you aren't inclined to go to the effort of, of scrutinising uh, your individual candidates, um, I, I can recommend that you look for some resources uh, by groups such as the Australian Christian Values Checklist, the Australian Christian Lobby and, and Family First, who will do a lot of the research and, and preparation for you uh, and, uh, and do that. Let, let's um, have a look at the comments. Uh, I want to explore some of the uh, different issues and, uh, and electorates uh, around, and I'll just um, get Chris uh, volunteering as producer today to pop some of the interesting comments on. We might um, uh, just ask uh, the audience, basically. Um, so I can see uh, Amy Sturgeon says, we will see an end when Christians stand up for themselves and make no apologies as other religious groups do. Uh, Amy, well said. Um, you know, one of the things I want to encourage you as you're looking for candidates is look how they campaign because I promise you they will never have more courage uh, after they're elected than they do during their campaign. Uh, courage uh, <laughs> it's courage uh, has a law of diminishing returns uh, once you get into, into that swamp and, and parliament. Would you agree, Bernie? Uh, look, I think we all have to stand up. It's been long overdue and... Uh... Uh, it's all very well to say that um, uh, we are pushing our agenda. It's not That's not the case at all. In fact, it's not religion interfering in politics. What we're seeing now is politics interfering in religion. And exactly. uh, what we are seeing is, is uh, a secularism taking over uh, the, the domain of, um, of religion. Uh, and, and we're being told that it's fine to kill our kids. Uh, we're being told that our little boys might be little girls or our little girls might be little boys. Uh, we, we're told that, uh, you know, it, it's okay for our kids to make decisions where they can uh, mutilate themselves by, by surgery. Uh, you know, so much, so much um, uh, nonsense that, uh, that we've got to fight back from, you know. It's not a question of us taking over. It's just a question of us actually defending ourselves, defending what we believe in. Um, and if we don't, uh, then we've got ourselves to blame for what happens. Uh, so, you know, I, I, say, I say to anybody out there, uh, who's thinking of joining a political party, to do that, to do that. Uh, uh, because it is so important that everybody gets involved. Because if you don't, yeah. you've only got yourself to blame uh, if things go bottom up. Exactly so. Uh, and, and a reminder, I encourage people to join the Liberal Party. That's what I think is the best strategy. Uh, but my first rule, number one, is you should follow the prompting of your conscience, the Holy Spirit. Uh, you should do what God is leading you to do, and I will bless you. Here's what I won't bless. Apathy, indifference, silence. Uh, that is craven, and it's just giving the worst enemies of our neighbours uh, free opportunity to wreak havoc on this nation and society. Don't do nothing. But join the Liberal Party. And when I say join the Liberal Party, it's not because I want you to support the Liberal Party. It's because the Liberal Party needs saving. <laughs> the Liberal Party needs saving. Don't donate to them. Don't even vote for them if you don't have a great candidate worth voting for. Your ballot is private. If you want to find a Liberal Party candidate to support, you might need to go to a different electorate. But joining the Liberal Party doesn't mean you have to vote for them, doesn't mean you have to donate to them, doesn't mean you have to support them. Join them so you can help make them a party 
in the future that may deserve it. And here's the opportunity you get by becoming a member. Uh, when three Liberal members want to become candidates, one, one of them will be dumb, one of them will be dumber, and one of them will be a candidate that is probably got courage and worth, worth voting for and fighting for. Wouldn't it be a shame if that one good candidate lost by a handful of votes that you and your friends could have made a difference to in the 50 to maximum 100 people, maybe even less in that local branch meeting that you decided not to be a part of? So please be a part of it at all. But we're not talking about that this week. This week it's just local elections. Um, Vicky, what do you think are the most important? Uh, look, uh, while Vicky's answering this question, I want to remind the viewers we've got time for a couple of questions uh, that we will um, ask one or more members of the panel uh, that you think are important to talk about as we cover this state's election uh, this week. Um, but Vicky, what do you think is perhaps the most important election issue uh, that the electorate is looking for, that the voters in Victoria are looking for, which your party uh, has a great answer to? Mm, well, uh, you know, our, our, I think the one that, the, the great answer that we've got, I mean, everybody's interested, of course, in better roads, better health care and better things like that. And they're real things and we really do need them. But, uh, it, you know, it does get back to this whole values thing um, I mean, through the lockdowns and everything, we've been locked, you know, locked out of society, locked in homes. We've had our consciences locked down, our voice locked down. We had parliamentary democracy Shame. locked down, yeah. all that stuff. So it, there's been an enslavement, if you like, an ideological enslavement uh, upon Victorians. And I think what we need is is to be set free. I mean, uh, Wilberforce actually said, you know, uh, he wanted not just to, to rid the whole place of slavery, but to make goodness fashionable. And so we've had Great. both their slavery and the uh, goodness turned upside down. And so what we hope, what I hope, is to raise raise it up a little bit so that we are trying to make goodness fashionable, to speak about what is good, good for society, good for families. Um, that's what we want to offer. And uh, all legislation should be ba based on, on what sort of impact is it going to have whether it's social, economic or environmental, what sort of impact is it going to have on the, on the family? You know, we can't have little old ladies sitting in houses freezing to death and little old men uh, because they can't afford their power bills and all the rest of it. So those yes. things are really important. But that all stems out of every law comes from a, um, an ethical or moral premise, you know. So what is that moral premise that everything's stemming from? You know, it's about anthropology. What do we think about who man is? The place in society, in in the environment. Uh, so if we're not if we're not caring for people first, if we're not putting families first, uh, we're not going to have good policy. So that's why our message about putting families first, I think, is a is a good one to get behind. Brilliant, Bernie. I'll come to you in just a minute. I want to uh, answer this question, uh, comment from Anita Vogel. Um, Bill, can you uh, give us a bit of an overview of the Daniel Andrews seat? Uh, just right down the bottom, Chris. Um, Daniel Andrews' seat of Mulgrave. So Anita Vogel um, has said, go Ian Cook in Mulgrave, uh, coming against corruption. He says he's a Christian as well. Interesting, he was a strong Labor voter, right versus wrong, not left versus right. Uh, I, I want to add that I'm a big sceptic of, 
of blindly voting for a Christian. We've had many. I mean, Dan Andrews says he's a Christian, so need I say any more? Uh, look, look to a person's uh, policies and character uh, and their courage um, in their campaign, uh, not labels they wear on the sleeve. Like, it'd be as dumb as voting for me because I'm white. I mean, what a stupid way to vote for somebody. So don't vote for somebody just because they say they're a Christian. But leave Anita Vogel's uh, comment on for a minute, Chris. Um, Bill, I believe uh, you might have told me there's something like 14 candidates in the seat of uh, Mulgave. Uh, tell us about that competition and uh, if you've got any hot tips on who to look out for or, or support. Yeah, well, 14 in Mulgrave. And uh, Ian Cook is one. Uh, well, if you recall the story, there's what's known as Sluggate, right? This whole ugly, de despicable attempt by Labour to discredit somebody by, well, it's it's pretty well known fact. They planted a slug in this guy's food business, causing him to be shut down. Uh, the uh, health uh, chief health officer was up to his ears in uh, making this happen. So now he's running, not just to get justice for himself, not just because he's angry that he lost a very successful and a well-loved business because of the Andrews mm -hmm. government, but because this is indicative of Victoria under Labour and Dan Andrews. He is such a appallingly bad uh, individual who treats others like dirt just to climb and get more power that uh, Ian Cook is just, well, as I say, one of 14 running against Dan Andrews. And just the other day, the even the mainstream media was saying, uh, look, it's possible he may have a good run for his money. He may, well, uh, you know, Dan Andrews may not be as safe as he thinks he is. So in this case, whether or not Ian Cook even was a Christian, I'd say pray for him or a few others. We need to get rid of Dan Andrews. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Amen. Yeah, amen. Um, uh, I don't think uh, Matthew Guy is the way to get rid of Daniel Andrews. Um, Chris, find a comment uh, further up that was uh, talking ab ab about Labor. Uh, that might be the one, Brenda Rawlings. Um, just put that up. Let's have a read of that. Um, I, I think uh, Ian Cook and, and Independence uh, in Mul Mulgrave are the way to get rid of Daniel Andrews. But uh, Brenda Rawlings says... If we put Liberal last, Andrews will get in. Uh, religious freedom and cancel culture are more important than climate change. Why doesn't Renee come out and say she does not support her father's religion? Uh, well, let me take the first one first, Brenda. Just leave that up for a little bit longer, Chris. Um, Renee does support her father's religion because there's nothing wrong with her father's religion. Her father's yeah. religion is my religion, Bill's religion, uh, Bernie's religion, and uh, thousands of years worth of Christian um, tradition founded by Jesus, and that is God designed sexuality and gender, and God said thou shalt not murder. And in the Victorian political climate, it's a moral crime to say you're opposed to abortion, a.k.a. reproductive rights, which is a false euphemism. Uh, and if you disagree with somebody's ideas about sexual ethics, uh, you are said to be anti and opposed to that person, which is also a falsehood. So Renee is not opposed to her father's religion. She's opposed to the false things he's been accused of, um, but uh, she's a traditional Christian and that's all there is to that story. 
Uh, religious freedom, cancel culture, more important than climate change. I agree. Uh, if we put liberal last, Andrews will get in. I think Andrews will get in no matter what happens. <laughs> I don't think there's any. Uh, sorry, the Labor will get in. Uh, I think the only, I think uh, Ian Cook, like um, Bill was just saying, is a good way of getting rid of Andrews. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, Bill, do you think it's a generally valid strategy uh, that um, Liberal, Labor, Greens should be somewhere towards the bottom of most people's ballots uh, at this election? Well, as you said earlier on, this wasn't always the case, right? We used to find a clear distinction between liberal and labor and greens. Uh, but increasingly, that's no longer true. Libs are just trying to be a pale shade of labor. Uh, well, again, the expulsion of Bernie Finn pretty well uh, makes that clear. Mm. So, look, in the old days, you could uh, try to make that case. We have to run with the libs. But today as they seem to almost want to outdo each other in being woke and secular left, well, at least for the Christian or for those who share those kind of values, uh, and with so many now good, smaller, independent freedom parties, family parties, Christian parties, uh, I think, you know, well, a lot of it, sure, it's going to boil down to preferencing, and Bernie and uh, Vicky can tell you how complex that can be and how it's going to work out in practice. But uh, at the moment, we're, well, the Libs have basically told us they are not the party that we can support. And if that's the case, why should we pretend otherwise? Yeah, fair. I want to ask Bernie now the question I asked Vicky a, a moment ago, and, and that is... Um, what issue do you think is the single greatest reason uh, that voters may be looking for a solution to, uh, which is offered by your party, the Democratic Labor Party? Well, what we're talking about is, uh, well, the, the biggest issue as I see, the, what we were talking about, um, is the protection of our children. Uh, this gets yeah. everybody with and what's happening in our schools at the moment um, is just appalling. Uh, they're being kids are being as young as four are being exposed to the most appalling adult concepts that uh, you you just could not possibly imagine. And certainly a few years ago, not have been possible. And I may have mentioned to you before, you know, earlier this year, I was contacted by um, a, a one of my constituents um, who told me about her um, her ten year old daughter um, who was told to go home and as homework. Um, to ask her father uh, about his erections and his ejaculations. Now, I raised that in Parliament. The minister got back to me uh, and said, well, that's part of the curriculum. What are you whinging about? I, I was just astounded. I, you know, this, this is the sort of stuff that passes for modern-day education in Victoria, uh, and that's something that has to be stopped. I mean, we, we are wiping yeah. out an entire generation of kids, uh, exposing them to this sort of... Um, the, the sort of just just oh just vile vile stuff uh it, it's just it's just appalling we need to protect them we, yes we need to give them education but we need to protect them uh and, and you know at the moment the, the the place that they are being abused more than anything else uh is is in the classroom and that's yes. uh, something that i find absolutely intolerable I, uh, yeah. I I will be hosting a well in planning stages at this stage. I, I, my my plans are firm. That the plans, my intentions are firm. The plans are still being developed. <laughs> Sorry for that <laughs> qualified introduction. I'm planning an education conference for next year, a summit, 
because Bernie, I agree with you completely. I think the most dangerous place for children these days is school. Uh, mm. And we we need, and that's a shame. Apart, uh, from and, the, apart from the womb, that school is the most dangerous place for them. Fair and uh, equally um, equally sad indictment on our society. Um, yeah. You know, Vicky, you spoke about William Wilberforce. I, I, I think uh, that our days and our culture is probably more depraved than 19th century England, uh, 18th century England, uh, when so many people uh, claimed to be Christian and were the furthest thing from it in, in their actual character and values. Uh, yeah, I think that, that's shoving kids down mines and doing all sorts of things to children, prostituting them. So, you know, it really was pretty bad. It looked hopeless. So I always take a bit of heart from the fact that that, that anything's possible. <laughs> well, and, and that that is, the, uh, that is the good news. And the reason why we fight is because yeah. al although it may take decades, uh, this advance of Christian values, which is good for the prospering of, of our neighbours, uh, and, and they're flourishing, um, this is a, a change that we can affect if we don't grow weary in well-doing. Um, yeah. So, look, we've yeah. just hit the hour now. Um, uh, Chris, are there any great comments that you want us to address before we uh, fly around the um, panellists and ask them for final comments? Um, any that you can think of? All right. We'll, um, Vicky, we'll go to you first and, and Bill last, uh, Bernie in the middle. Uh, just give us your final thoughts for the day, your uh, encouragements on, on how to vote and what to consider and, and even how to help uh, those candidates in these last stages. Um, please, yeah. Vicky and Bernie, uh, let us know. Tell us um, how last-minute volunteers can get on board and do their best um, to, to help you guys uh, fight for freedom and uh, and faith in families in Victoria. Yep. Thank, thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Well, look, the, the big thing is that we have to understand, a lot of people don't understand our voting system. The government is formed in the lower house. It will be Liberal or Labor. It will be. You can, you know, that's just the way it's going to be unless there's some miraculous big change. Yep. But the upper house, all all legislation has to go through two houses. So the upper house is just as important because you can't get past legislation unless it goes through the upper house. Where we have a chance of election in Victoria is the upper house. If you do, you might struggle on who to put in on the ticket. There's only going to be half a dozen or eight or ten people to sort out in the lower house, and it's fairly straightforward. But the upper house... I personally think we've we've tried to work with other parties, uh, freedom, family-loving parties, and worked out our preferences so that we will support each other to try and get us, us up. If we can only just ask, I think we should vote one above the line. Uh, obviously, I'm asking you to vote for family first, but um, one above the line for your, your preferred uh, party. The miners have only really got a chance in the upper house. And if you go to our website and you volunteer, we desperately need more people on the ground. We need more people sharing our social media posts. We just need more uh, reach. So uh, we're, you know, so any help that can be offered would be great. But please remember, the upper house is the place where you can actually have a conscience. And I always say the upper house is like a conscience, and God knows we need a conscience in yes. the upper house. You know, so we need to change the seats. God knows okay. we need a godly conscience in the upper house. Yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. Thank uh, you. In, in instead of fear and a pattern from the sex party, um, who's now yeah, we, deceiving people yeah. with a name change to the reason party. Um, exactly. Yeah, and she quite often does get the final say, which is just atrocious for Victoria. Yeah. Uh, familyfirst.org.au to go to that website for people listening to the podcast uh, and, and volunteer for the Family First Party. You know, uh, it was actually the stark lack of volunteers for the Family First Party in the 2016 federal election in Queensland, which uh, convinced me that uh, I needed to start doing this, that I felt the call of God to start doing this, this ministry of informing uh, and involving Christians in the public square. Um, and Bill, of course, has been doing this a long time before, but uh, I specifically say, uh, please help um, the Family First Party. Uh, and Bernie, the Democratic Labor Party, likewise deserving of the volunteer and financial support of uh, people of good conscience and, and right thinking. Tell us how people can support the DLP and yourself personally in this week's election in Victoria. Well, Dave, we are giving this a red hot go this time. We've, this is this is the, re, the, the the biggest go that we've given an election for a very very long time, um, and people can go to uh, dlp.org.au, dlp.org.au. They can make a contribution. They can volunteer to help uh, on Saturday or a pre poll because we've still got uh, uh, three days left of, of pre poll before that. Uh, so you know, please come and give us a hand because we are short. There's no doubt about that, uh, and we can we can uh, do with every every pair, pair of hands uh, that we can get. The bottom line is, as, as Vicky said, um, the government will be either Liberal or Labor. And quite frankly, at the moment, it doesn't matter really which one it is because That's both right. will kept an eye on it. Uh, if, if Matthew Guy is the leader uh, of, of our state, um, he, he may be as dangerous as, as Daniel Andrews, given some of his uh, very, very strange uh, attitudes towards things. Uh, we I know agree. what... We Andrews is, we're not sure what Guy's going to be. But what we need is a conservative crossbench in the upper house. Uh, now, I'd like to think that we could have three or four DLP and probably two or three uh, family first. That'd, that'd be uh, quite good. I, I reckon uh, we, we'd I work well with, with Vicky in there. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, that, that, that's, what we, that's what we must aim for. Uh, because if, um, if Andrews is re-elected with the same um upper house that he's had the last four years victoria is doomed it's gone it's done it's finished uh there, there will be there will be no hope because uh first of all if he wins on saturday it will be he will take it as an endorsement of what he has done over the past four years which is pretty horrifying and secondly um he will then uh push everything through even harder uh including lockdowns, I might say. If he if he wins on Saturday, don't be surprised if we were in lockdown very quick smart. Uh, so there's a whole range of things that the upper house can stop, uh, and uh, that, that's what we have to do. We have to elect a conservative crossbench uh, on on Saturday. That That is absolutely crucial. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, final um, thoughts from you, Bill Muhlenberg. Yeah, well, the details, I agree, obviously, with the others. Upper house is where the action is. If Andrews gets back in, you know, I'm looking, where do I go? Poland, uh, Hungary, Romania, you know, almost anywhere. But uh, <laughs> Daniel where, Andrews is the best uh, real estate salesman we have yeah. in Queensland. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Queensland doing well. <laughs> but on a more serious note, um, as the old guy here who's been through a lot of elections now, uh, I have to keep saying what I always say. The truth is you get some wins, you get some losses. You get some good politicians and parties in, 
sometimes you don't. So uh, irregardless of what happens uh, on uh, Saturday night, uh, if you're a believer, you still believe God is ultimately on the throne. He's still working out his purposes. It'll be very grim indeed if Dan gets back in and I'm not minimizing election results. You know, we have to fight, but we fight on both levels. We fight politically. We get out there, hand, hand out the voting cards, but we pray like mad. We do spiritual warfare. And then we leave the results up to God. So I hope everyone listening is praying as much and working as much as they possibly can. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, uh, Vicky Jansen, uh, Bernie Finn, Bill Muhlenberg, thank you so much for the pleasure of your uh, your company today. Very thank great very pleasure. Much. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode of Pello Talk. And uh, I have to let you know that uh, the Good Source will not be doing a live election coverage this Saturday night. Uh, and I'm very sorry about that. I, I really, really want to be able to be doing it. But I simply can't be in two places at once because this Saturday I'm going to be in the magnificent uh, country town of Dolby in regional Queensland. Uh, and we will be having a church and state conference there training Queenslanders and anybody who can travel on how to be better informed and better involved in the public square. Uh, no, it's not called dominionism. Jesus called it salt and light. He said that has to be not private, not hidden, not secret, but like a city on a hill set in public for everybody to see, influential and attractive for all. Uh, and uh, if you're a humble kind of fellow, then you will just agree with God and what's more, obey him. So this Saturday, uh, tickets are still available, and the good news is they're free. Locals are being that supportive, that enthusiastic, that the venue and the catering is all completely provided. Uh, if you haven't got your ticket yet and you'd like to come to Church and State Dolby, head to churchandstate.com.au. Uh, and if you're anywhere in Australia, we've got people coming from Perth and New Zealand to the Church and State Summit, an annual event held in Brisbane each year. Uh, that will be on the 3rd and 4th of March next year uh, here in Brisbane. And tickets are on sale for that. A magnificent two-day extravaganza, fast-paced, high momentum. And every one of these conferences is really great for people who are not interested in politics or, or uh, political conferences because it's just so much fun and interest. Even high school students uh, put away their phones and pay attention through the whole the whole conference. It's it's actually remarkable. And one of the most common things that we hear is that people wish they had have known how good it was so that they could have brought more people along. Uh, so that's this Saturday, uh, 26th of November in Dolby, regional Queensland, um, Toowoomba, Kingaroy Miles, uh, Roma, wherever you are around um, inner West Queensland, then uh, please come along to the church and state conference. We will be recording it um, so the speakers can say whatever they want for the uh, audience that is there in person and uh, anything too salacious for publication will be edited out of the recordings before we publish those. But the recordings will be shared uh, hopefully within a month after that. Um, and having said that, we'll get the videos from the Adelaide conference up uh, real soon. But um, thank you for your comments. Thank you for watching today. Thank you to our guests. And uh, remember, do not be bullied or cowed by the lying harlots media vilification of orthodox, authentic Christian involvement in politics. 
they are terrified that right-thinking Christians with good conscience will speak up and refuse to be misrepresented and unrepresented in uh, politics and this nation's democracy anymore. They see us coming and they're terrified that their day of terror and unchecked reign is over. So be encouraged by that. The more they fight, the closer we are to victory. Um, and no matter what losses we take, as Bill Muhlenberg said, just be faithful, keep plugging in. It may take decades and best we start now if it does. That's it for this episode of uh, Pello Talk. Uh, and it's that this is the end of this year's season of Pello Talk as well. Uh, I will be back next week um, with a specific church and state show, not talking about politics specific or perhaps anything going on, but more of the kind of information that's involved in conferences. Uh, we'll have Bill Muhlenberg and, and other people on over the next 10 to 13 weeks. Um, if they're so generous, Bill's just finding out about this invitation now. Uh, but we will uh, be talking with a specific guide to helping train Christians to be better informed and better involved in the public square. And we look forward to uh, tackling maybe some specific topics that you'd like to know more about. Send me an email, dave at churchandstate.com.au or just comment beneath this video and let us know what you'd like to be covered in the next 10 to 13 episodes. We'll pre-record some to show over Christmas uh, but most of them will be live and interactive as usual with Pello Talk. So that'll be a weekly church and state show. It's enough rabbiting on from me. I appreciate the financial support. Uh, and I want to say thank you every time we do a show to the Good Source supporters, uh, to those people who partner with church and state or myself personally. Without your generosity, I just couldn't keep doing this full time. And it is what I do full time. I do have to do some uh, commercial work on the side and it would be great to be able to stop that and give more time to research and writing. Uh, and it'd be great to employ a larger staff, but I couldn't even do this little bit without the good source supporters. Uh, so thank you very much and all glory to God. Goodbye. And we will see you next week. Today, we need a special kind of courage, not the kind needed in battle, but a kind which makes us stand up for everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand the subtle corruption of the cynics, so that we can show the world that we are not afraid of the future.